With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. You are listening to the Dan Patrick show on Fox sports radio. Final hour on this Tuesday. It's a super Tuesday because coming up tonight, the sports Emmys, what could possibly go wrong? Everything. Eight, seven, seven, three DP show email address. DP at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at DP show. Our good buddy, Albert Breer, Monday morning quarterback just sent out a tweet. The NFL is officially keeping the combine in Indianapolis for 2023 and 2024. Little news there. The Arizona Cardinals are going to be on hard knocks during the season on hard knocks. The Detroit Lions are the preseason hard knocks. Now you're going to have the Cardinals in the middle of the season. We had this with the Colts last year. By the way, Nick Foles signs a year later with the Colts. We thought that he was going to be with the Colts last year. New T-shirts available, Father's Day edition. Uh, we got T-shirts on sale, Penny's Bang Biscuits there. Head to danpatrick.com. For those and more, our stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Coming up, we'll talk to Chris Mannix. He was at the Celtics blowout of the Miami Heat. Now the series goes back to Miami, and the Boston Celtics are favorites in that game. And if you're a betting man, according to DraftKings, the Golden State Warriors favored by a point. If I'm Golden State and Steve Kerr, Let's go in there and let's just go for a sweep because it looks like the game or the series of attrition is going to be Boston and Miami, and I think it's going seven games. If you could get four games, be done with it, rest, and then get ready for the NBA Finals, that would be a big advantage for the Golden State Warriors. But it's so hard to close out. I've seen this down through the years, even with Michael Jordan and the Bulls where you go, oh, they're going to close this team out. They're at home, they're going to close this team out. And then they would lose. Every time you thought you understood what was going to happen in a series, there'd always be some curveball there. But you're up 3-0, 
no sense of urgency, and you've got to withstand Luka putting up a big number tonight. The question is, anybody else going to step up? I feel like Luka puts up 32, balanced scoring, they win by seven. Golden State goes back home and then puts away the Dallas Mavericks. How many NBA players have at least four NBA titles, two or more MVPs, league MVPs, by the way, two-time scoring champ, at least two-time scoring champ, two or more NBA regular season MVPs, four or more titles. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, six MVPs, two scoring titles, six rings. Michael Jordan, five MVPs, 10 scoring titles, six rings. If Steph Curry wins this year, two MVPs, two scoring titles, and he would have his fourth ring. Now you're moving into a different category. And we talked to Reggie Miller in the first hour, and he said, now Steph's knocking on the door as one of the 10 greatest players of all time. I don't know if anybody answers the door when he knocks on it, because when you knock, that means somebody has to leave. LeBron has one scoring title, not two. That's the difference with Kareem and Michael. But Steph Curry, if he would happen to win this year and also be finals MVP, which he has not been before, people use that as a knock against him. You know, Andre Iguodala got it. There was one year that Steph could have been, should have been named the MVP. But um, sometimes it's just who is the better story for five or six or seven games. But... If Steph would do that, now you're in some rarefied air. By the way, Saturday, PGA Championship, the seniors, and uh, it's the oldest of the senior majors. You can watch the PGA Championship Saturday at 2 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. Seaton, the poll question on this Tuesday. We got two working right now, Dan. All right. Uh, we have, can you go out to the club after a playoff loss? Mm. A disappointed 64% of the audience say, hell no. Okay. But uh, 36% of the audience like to party. They like the Florida Panthers. Yeah. Then pulling your starters when getting blown out in an NBA playoff game is super lame or smart strategy. You want to guess on that one? I'd say smart strategy. Yeah, 84% smart strategy. Yeah, I think at, at there had to be a moment where Eric Spolstra st- says to his starters, hey guys, just come on over. And they go over and they go, well, what are we doing? Just, just stay over here. Maybe he doesn't say anything, but let's just kind of regroup and get ready for game five in Miami. The Lightning swept the Panthers, the abs up on the Blues. Reason why we brought up uh, going to the strip club. The Panthers reportedly Sunday night after a loss, down they lost 5-1, to one, went to a strip club, and then they lost last night. And there are sources that, that uh, apparently were reporting this. Sources close to the strippers, to uh, Portia and Cinnamon. Tell us that uh, they uh, they were actually at the uh, strip club. Yes, Paul. It was funny that it was initially reported by our station down there, and then some players said, "No, no, no, that didn't happen." Yeah. And then then the local reporter said, "All right, now we're now we're on this story. We're going to call doorman. We're going to call barbacks." Yeah, I like how the, our station in Tampa is like, "Look, we don't break stories, but we got sources at a strip club here, and there were uh, hockey players from the Florida Panthers." There. Phone calls are welcome. Mac Jones had some interesting comments. He, of course, is the Patriots quarterback. Now. He had his first day for media availability, and he looked a whole lot thinner than he did his rookie year or in the preceding years as the Alabama quarterback. And Mac Jones 
in the best shape of his life at the age of 23. Yeah, I think every year you want to do like a self-diagnosis of how you felt for the games, you know, your body fat, all that stuff. And for me, uh, just cleaning up my diet. And I've learned more this offseason um, than I probably ever have about nutrition, sleep, wellness, all that stuff. So obviously listening to Ted and just following their plan, eating healthy, uh, taking out, you know, a lot of the things that are bad for my diet. But at the same time, I need to maintain my weight and be able to take hits. So there's a fine balance for every player. Every player is different. And for me, I've definitely trimmed down on the body fat a little bit. And then I'll get a chance to bulk back up and um, before the season starts and being able to absorb the hits. Okay. I don't want to fat shame anybody. He did not look like he had a dad bod at age 22. He had a dad bod in college. You're going into the NFL and nobody has given you a heads up about diet, working out, a balance there? I'm shocked. Absolutely shocked. Yes, he He was this close to saying the word pliability. Oh, you can't. He was this close. No, he can't take Tom's word. Yeah, he can't use can't. it, but he was this close. I, I would have loved if he said, you know, I started looking at the TB12 method, and uh, that's what I'm, I'm going to incorporate in my diet here. How do you go to the NFL, and you're there one year, and now you realize? How do you go to Alabama? Well, <laughs> How do you go to Alabama and not realize you should probably work have out? Have you had the food in Alabama? It could put some weight on you. In a good way. Yeah, yeah. I wish he would have gone the other way and put on like seven pounds and said, look, my job is to stand back in the pocket <laughs> and throw lasers and never, ever run. You can't be in the best shape of your life <laughs> finally at 23. I mean, come on. It, but he had a dad bod, and uh, now he's realized after one year in the NFL that he's got to change his time. But uh, Mac, Mac Jones is ready to go this year. At 23, I was in great shape. As my wife even told me, you had a six-pack. I said, yeah, in my hands. She goes, no, you did. You know, of course, I weighed probably 180, so that's not hard. This is a guy who's a professional football player. And at that position, like you can't, an offensive lineman, you can add pounds and nobody's going to go, oh, what? you kind of let yourself go. A quarterback? You can't let yourself go. And, well, maybe he let himself go before he got to the uh, Patriots. But you, you can't, when you go into the NFL, aren't you asking questions? Wouldn't you say, hey, what do I need to work on? What kind of workout routine? What do I do in the offseason? What do I do with a diet? You know, I, I want to withstand the rigors of playing this position here. Doesn't feel like you ask anybody anything. Hey, you guys get in shape and stuff? <laughs> so do you guys do you guys get in shape and stuff? Or? Is there a Chick-fil-A in Foxborough? Yeah. Uh, hey, you guys look like you uh, are working out or something. You ever done that when you notice that somebody is ready for a test? Like they've <laughs> studied for the test and you didn't? You're like, wait, you studied? Yeah, that's pretty much my entire... Or, or it's like when you brush your teeth, you're getting ready to go to the dentist. Like, now you're going to brush your teeth. Like, this should solve everything there. Yeah, Paul. Did you guys put on weight in college? A lot, a little? Because, you know, no one's at home to watch anymore. No, zero. Yeah? No, zero. Zero. But the diet in college is as bad as it gets, isn't it? Yes. Even you played sports, but like, yes. for the average person? Yeah. Oh. Um, I think I weighed the same for 25 years. 
Same. Never didn't matter. Weighed the same. Yes, Seaton. I didn't start getting fat until uh, I started working in radio. <laughs> That's what actually bulked me up. I know. You I'm, know where you gain weight when you're on a movie set, and they have the uh, the the crafts uh, set up there. Mm-hmm. Crafts food. Craft services. Yeah, craft services. And it's whatever you want. It's there. And then they'll bring out little snacks. You know, the, the, the chef just cooked this up. You know, we got some uh, tuna tartare. Now, here it is. And then you go, I'll take one of those. A little sushi. Sure. And then there'll be, you know, there'll be uh, dumplings. Yeah, sure. I'll try one of those. You look at the end, <laughs> end of the day and you, if you wrote everything down, you go, OK, I had M&M's. I had one Snickers and then I had this and I had that and then I had that. And then you had a, an actual meal. That's where you gain some weight. Yes, Marv. I'm with Seton. I definitely put on weight when I was working at the mothership, working 5.30 to 1, 7 a.m. No, 7 p.m. to 1 a.m. board shift. Yeah. And your break is at like 10, and you go down to the calf. Well, you know what? I'll take a double cheeseburger. Yeah. Take, I was getting a fritzy special. There you go. And then I'm looking at myself like, oh, how did I put on this much weight? It's like I had a McDonald's uh, quarter pounder the other day, and I hadn't had one in 10 years. Glorious. Oh, my God. It was unbelievable. And, and I, I, that's why I called my wife. I was on the road. I go, honey, you'll never guess what I just had to eat. And then she goes, uh, I don't know. Help me. I said, McDonald's. I had a quarter pounder. And she goes, hey, how was it? I go, it was awesome. <laughs> it was like I'd never had it before. I was like, oh, my God, this is great. So good. Wait, what is it? So bad, but so good? It's no good, but so oh, good. Oh, no good, but so good. <laughs> Uh, let me get some phone calls in here. Uh, Ryan in Honolulu is joining us right now. Hi, Ryan. Hello, Dan. Hey, Ryan. Sports, sports Emmys, let's go. <laughs> oh, Dan, if you don't win, just blame it on taking my calls against your better judgment. <laughs> All right. Fritzy needs a break today, but I have to address Paulie because he dropped the ball on National Calendar Day. I'm, I'm looking at my calendar, and it looks like National Bob Costas Day. <laughs> well, we're not up against Bob Costas Day. It's also National Drown Your Sorrows Day. Nice. Thank you, thank you, Ryan. Thank you. And that's every day for me. There's more on here. There's more on here. It's National Party Bass Tequila and Champagne Day. That's uh, very niche. I hope you're prepared. I don't know. Yeah. Delivery was a little suspect there. Then, then lastly, there's National Suck It A-Rod Day. <laughs> we still think that. Thank you, Ryan. Yes, yeah, he. Maybe next year when we're nominated, we send Ryan. Ryan. To do the speech. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> we still think there's a conspiracy theory that we never saw the card when A-Rod announced the winner, uh, what, two years ago? I, I think that's when it was. And then we thought, well, A-Rod doesn't like me. Would he purposely say MLB tonight and then keep the card? You know, there was no la-la land moment there. Yeah, Pauline. How many years in a row have we lost the Sports Emmy for? Yeah. Ryan started calling in four years ago to the show. Ooh. <laughs> so he either helped us get it or helped us lose it. Shannon in Indiana. Hi, Shannon. What's on your mind? What up, DP? Hey, bud. Uh, hey, first of all, just wish you guys the best of luck. Been watching you for over 10 years, man. You guys are excellent. Uh, second of all, 
who's going to get the most banged up? I'm pretty sure it's Seaton <laughs> in the front row, and I'm going to guess Tyler in the back row. Um, I'll hang up hmm, and listen. All right, Shannon. Who gets the most banged up tonight, win or lose? I Oh, I, I don't think there's any question. It's Dylan. Dylan, our graphics guy. All I know is Dylan was sober, and he got a RoboCop tattoo and an Oyster tattoo. And he was sober when he did it. Yeah, it's pretty sick. <laughs> That's his voice. Dylan sounds like this. I was going to get after it tonight if we were to lose. <laughs> is there a Billy Billy Bob Thornton sling blade? <laughs> sure, mm-hmm. like some of them French fried potatoes. Mm-hmm. Yes, Todd. Now he's already betting on best edited series weekly. He's got all <laughs> kinds of stuff going on. He does have there. some issues. Yeah. Dylan would be betting on the categories tonight. Yes, Paulie. I'm going to take the field. Dylan's a pro. He knows how to party. He goes out every weekend. This is just another night of the week for him. I think there's some people that once they see that open bar tonight, mm. it's go time, and it's the non-pros that overdo it. Mark my words. Do you think Yes. Picture Day Ray? Picture Day Ray, no. He's pretty chill. <laughs> Ray combed his hair today. He looked like that Seinfeld episode where they had the haircut. Picture Day Ray. <laughs> Picture Day Ray. <laughs> No hat. Yeah, he's like the kid, you know, eighth grade, and he got he got his hair combed, and mommy helped him comb his hair today. Picture day, Ray. Picture day, Ray. That's going to stay. Yeah, that's got some staying that's power, gonna, doesn't it? That's going to stick. All right, we'll take a break. <laughs> I, would, I can think of no better way to get ready for tonight's sports Emmys <laughs> than to talk to Chris Mannix, and he'll join us coming up next right after this. Father's Day right around the corner. Time to start dropping hints. You know what would make this day extra special? How about checking out Link Soul? That's where you guide your wife or girlfriend, maybe your kids. Hey, it's uh, it's spelled L-I-N-K-S-O-U-L. And uh, they got me covered, literally, from head to toe. Most comfortable, stylish gear. We love it. Uh, bamboo pants, the Del Mar long sleeve. They got polo shirts. They got the amphibious boardwalker short. Perfect. You want to hang at the beach or in the backyard? Father's Day this year, Link Soul has something for you. New styles and colors for the summer. Link Soul is prepared to add some fresh looks to your wardrobe and make this the best Father's Day ever. Go to LinkSoul.com. L-I-N-K-S-O-U-L.com. We wear Link Soul every single day on this program. You're going to get 15% off and free shipping on your first order. The Danettes and I love Link Soul, and you will too. Once again, L-I-N-K-S-O-U-L, linksoul.com, and tell them we sent you. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. 
Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Intelligence runs in the family. Innovation runs in the family. Extraordinary runs in the family. The 2022 Mercedes-Benz range of SUVs. Every member waiting to impress. Learn more at MBUSA.com. Chris Mannix, Sports Illustrated senior NBA writer. He was there for Game 4. At least we there was a rumored Game 4 Eastern Conference Finals last night. Heat in the Celtics. He's been on site for the entire series, and Chris joins us this morning. At what point do you think Eric Spolstra said to his starters, guys, come on over here and sit with me the rest of the night? Uh, well, I, I think the first sign of panic was probably when Duncan Robinson was inserted into the game early. I mean, Duncan Robinson has kind of been the you know break glass in case of emergency guy uh, in these playoffs. He hasn't had a meaningful role, and there he was, I think, early in the second quarter um, with this Miami Heat offense, unable to come up with anything in that first quarter. I mean, Dan, they had one point through the first eight minutes of that game. If not for Victor Oladipo, who 
you know, just rejoin that team in the final weeks of the regular season going off in the first half, like they would have been single digits. Like nothing was working for that team offensively. So I think Eric Spolster probably had a hankering. Something was, was, was bad uh, early in that second quarter. But, you know, we have these different, you know, these highs and lows with both teams where you're going to go, boy, they're unbelievable. Then you'll go, boy, they're unbelievable. I don't know what to expect. I, I said this from the outset. I thought Miami was going to win in seven. Now you go back to Miami. I don't know who's healthy. I don't know what to expect. How do you kind of uh, handicap this game? Well, that's the biggest question, right? Who's going to play? Um, you know, Marcus Smart, uh, obviously that ankle injury is significant. He was limping down the hallway at the Garden last night before the game. So is 36 hours or whatever it's going to be before he's deemed available going to be enough? He's got to take a long, long-ish plane flight down there. Is that going to do him any good? Robert Williams was great through three quarters in game four, but he left the game in the third and was noticeably limping and He's been in and out of the lineup as well. Those are two big factors in all this. Tyler Hero on the other side, is he going to play? Now, like all things being equal, Dan, I think Boston's the better team. I think they're, frankly, the much better team in some ways. I do too. Um, they, they, they lost game three not because they were outplayed, because they kept turning the ball over. I mean, they had 24 turnovers in game three. That led to 33 points for Miami. Miami had 29 deflections in that game. That was a playoff high, uh, you know, for the year. Boston was just sloppy. So when they take care of the basketball, like they did in game four, where they had three turnovers in the first half, 11 overall, they're just the better team. So if the Celtics can get, you know, Rob Williams, Marcus Smart back on the floor and keep the turnovers low, they're going to win in Miami. What do you expect tonight from Golden State and Dallas? I I don't know if Dallas has answers, you know, for, for Golden State at this point. Um, you know, the Warriors just seem to have their number. They're a much more patient offensive team than any of the ones that the Mavericks have faced uh, in these playoffs. Um, defensively, they've done a really nice job overall on Luka Doncic. I think Andrew Wiggins had a good series overall. Uh, you know, this is just kind of that, this is this Mavericks team ceiling. Like, they've reached it. Going up against Golden State with that kind of firepower, that kind of defensive versatility, this is kind of what shows... Nico Harrison, Jason Kidd, and the rest of the organization, how far they are away. Because as great as Luka is, you can't beat a team on Golden State's level with just Luka and a bunch of shooters. You've got to add something else to make you more dangerous. But what is that in the offseason? What is Dallas capable of adding to that roster? I don't know. I don't know what they... You know, they they have some trade pieces that might be of appeal. And you can also say another... Full training camp with Spencer Dinwiddie might be useful for that team. But look, they're going to have to pay Jalen Brunson to bring him back. Um, and, and other than that, they don't have a lot of marketable assets that teams would would clamor for. I mean, nobody's coming running for Tim Hardaway Jr. You know, to, to trade for him. So, but, it, but is Luka going to be somebody that players want to play with? Yeah, absolutely. But players want money more and, and they want... Um, you know, long-term high-value contracts more. I mean, he's going to be able to draw in free agents, no question about that. But ultimately, I think what's going to come down to in the years to come is how Dallas drafts. I mean, look. I mean, look at these series right now. I mean, I mean, Golden State. We know their draft track record over the years with Draymond and Clay and guys that weren't necessarily blue-chip prospects, including Steph, uh, by the way. But look at Boston right now. I mean, they're in this series in part because Grant Williams, who I think was what twenty-second in his draft is playing excellent. Rob Williams was like 27th, if I'm not mistaken, 
Um, you know, Peyton Pritchard has played well at times during these playoffs. Derek White was a, you know, not a sexy midseason acquisition. Uh, he was brilliant in the first quarter last night. So it's it's going to come down to these diamonds in the rough that the Mavericks can kind of mine and, and add to that group around Luka. Yeah, I just wonder, like Zach Levine's going to be out there. I don't know if Rudy Gobert is going to be available. I, I just, Luka is, I, I hate making the comparison, but there's a James Harden feel to him that he's ball dominant. I'm talking about Houston's James Harden. And, you know, he makes others better. I just, you got to be patient with him because you, you're not quite sure, is he going to throw me the ball, not going to throw me the ball? And that can be frustrating, I would think, for players wanting to play or not wanting to play with a ball-dominant guard. Yeah, and, and look, the guys you mentioned, I don't think they're the answer. I mean, Zach Levine, he'd be a scary contract this offseason because of the injuries he's had, and he's going to want max money. Rudy Gobert doesn't really do anything for you. The Mavericks just beat up on Rudy Gobert with Maxi Kleber you know, playing the five spot in, in that series. I Look, you know, you mentioned Harden. He did have his best team success with another ball-dominant guard playing alongside him. I mean, his couple of years with Chris Paul were the most successful team years of James Harden's career at Houston. So just like Harden, I think Luka can play with that type of player. The question is, is that type of player someone you add to the front court? Is it someone in the 4-5 slot where they are a little one-dimensional offensively? Is Again, is Spencer Dinwiddie the guy? I mean, Dinwiddie was great great for that team since being acquired from Washington at midseason is, is he have another full training camp and a full season? Does he become even better? It's tricky. There's no question about it. But again, I think you're seeing the Mavericks ceiling with this point. They they're capable of getting to this point, but getting past it, I think is going to be difficult. Talking to Chris Mannix, senior writer for sports illustrated covering the Eastern conference, your uh, reaction when Jamon Howard passed on the opportunity to interview for the Lakers job. I mean, it's for multiple reasons, right? Like Juwan Howard, you know, probably not only doesn't want to step into that mess, um, <laughs> he also has his kids in Ann Arbor. So I think there's there's a duality to it in a way, but it is a mess that not a lot of coaches are eager to jump into. I mean, what are we talking about with the Lakers? What are the Lakers going to look like two years from now? Is LeBron going to be there? Is Anthony Davis going to be there? Are they going to be in the in the full scale rebuild early on? I mean, there's just there's just too many questions. And even if Dan, even if you think the Lakers are going to remain intact for the next three years, how good is that team? Like, what is the ceiling? What can a coach come in and do? Frank Vogel was a championship coach. He led them to a title just a couple of years ago. Is another coach going to come in and be a difference maker with that group? I mean, Terry Stotts is a fine coach. He's more offensive-oriented than defense. Is he going to fix the defense? I think Darvin Ham deserves an opportunity to be a head coach, but is he going to be the guy that brings all that together? There's just It's just such a combustible situation that unless you are going to staggeringly overpay the head coach of that team, which it doesn't sound like the Lakers are willing to do. They're not going to do for a head coach what Minnesota just did for Tim Conley, the new GM out there, and giving him $8 million per year. They're not going to do that in L.A. right now. So unless they're willing to do that, um, I don't know what kind of coach you're going to get. And if the reports are correct that you have to make Russell Westbrook work in this system with the Lakers, um, I don't know how you make him work. 
Do I think Ow. if LeBron, LeBron and AD can get you into the playoffs, I don't know what Russell Westbrook's role is. Like, to make him work, uh, how about you make some shots? That would be a start, but I don't, I don't know how you can get rid of him, get out from underneath that. You know, the Laker coaching staff, um, I was hearing late last year, you know, talked to Russell Westbrook about kind of making the transition, turning the corner on one phase of his career and going to the next, whether it is becoming a sixth man or whether it is becoming more of a spot-up shooter. And how it was explained to me was just like falling on deaf ears. Like Russ is still going to be Russ out there. He is still going to play his way. Now, you may be able to make an accommodation for that if you tell him from day one, you're the sixth man. You're coming off the bench. You're playing 25, 30 minutes per game. You're doing it against second unit guys. And look, if you're playing great down the stretch, we'll probably leave you in in the fourth quarter. Otherwise, you're coming off the floor in favor of a more complete two-way type of player. That's the only conversation I would have with Russell Westbrook if I, I knew he was coming back, is that you are going to be a sixth man. And Dan, you and I both know that can extend his career. Like Russell Westbrook can probably play three or four more years as a sixth man. He still has that level of talent in him. If he still thinks he's the MVP, if he still thinks he should play 35 minutes per game, that's just not going to work. I said it from the outset. I would have brought him off the bench last year when he got there and just had that energy and then just let him go. Yep. But, but when I have him with LeBron and AD when they were healthy – I, I don't – your offense is different. When LeBron and AD are on the floor, it's different if you have Russ in there. If Russ is there and, you know, one of those guys is subbed out, then I can I, – I feel like Russ can work a little bit better under those circumstances. Well, LeBron and AD, like this is not, you know, breaking news, but their best lineup is the two of them with three shooters around them, with defensive-minded players around them. And maybe if you want to appease AD – like one big man who can play a chunk of minutes at the five. So he's not banging at that position with his body uh, anymore. So I, I just, I, look, I, I, I don't believe, I don't believe there's going to be an epiphany with Russell Westbrook. Yeah. I think they're going to come to training camp. He's going to want to be the starter. The new head coach is probably going to make him the starter. And we're going to be right back on this hamster wheel once again, where Russ, you know, is playing hard out there, but is going to the rim is causing turnovers, is not fitting alongside LeBron and AD. There doesn't – I don't see what the solution is with this mix. You're not going to trade LeBron. doesn't seem like you're going to trade AD. You're going to be able to kind of fill in the holes around them a little bit with a new roster, a new group of minimum contract players, but you're going to have the same old problems no matter what coach is coaching that team. Yeah, and I give you credit. You said this from the outset last year. You knew this was not going to work. Chris, thanks for joining us. Safe travels to uh, Wait, Miami. Save, 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 save that seat. Save, save that one. Save, you know, that. Oh, we weren't I, rolling on that. Not rolling no, today, we, I nailed that one. I, did, I nailed that one. I didn't that was, record that, was, that. No, 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 no. I'm recording here. On oh, oh, you are? Okay. <laughs> I'm saving it for my own archives. All right. That's Chris Mannix, senior writer for Sports Illustrated. Did you guys see where Charles Barkley and Tom Brady were talking when they had uh, Tom Brady on the uh, inside the NBA? Because TNT is going to have the match with Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. And I, and I love that, you know, Barkley can go there. Barkley brought up the salary with Tom Brady. And Tom, Tom was pressured in the pocket here. This is what it sounded like. Well, well, Tom, number one, if you're worried about being the lowest paid guy, why don't you just quit, retire again, and go to TV? I hear you got some change coming your way. 
All in due time. I think you guys are doing just fine yourself. Speaking of that, I love your guys' show. You know, I said I told Shaq when I had dinner with them a few weeks ago how great a show it is. The best camaraderie I think everybody in television tries to emulate what you guys do. So keep it up. I love how Tom he scrambled, you know, shook it off. Meanwhile, you know, Rogers is laughing. I mean, they all know it's like Tom I'm not gonna talk about that money. Hey, you guys got a really great show, and, and everybody tries to emulate you. Yeah, back to the money you're going to make, Tom. That's where I, there are times when I ask a question on this show, and a guest doesn't answer it. They give you an answer, and then you have to wait until they're done. They're like, okay. You think you're going to throw me off the scent by saying that? And then you go, okay, back to what my question was. And then you hit them again with it. Like, don't try to talk around it. Like, I'll move on to the next one. That ain't happening. Uh, Jonathan in Portland. Hi, Jonathan. What's on your mind today? Hey, DP. Hey, bud. Hey, I just wanted to wish you and the boys and the backroom guys all good luck tonight. Okay. And I had a show recommendation for you. I don't know if you've seen Hacks with Gene Smart. Love it. Uh, just reminded me of, of all y'all's uh, type of humor. Yes, I love the show Hacks. The uh, it's it's It feels like it's based off of Joan Rivers' being a Las Vegas act, but then the the casino owner wants her to, you know, move on. He wants to bring in somebody younger. And she's really funny, Gene Smart, really funny. And I, I, it's well done. It's called Hacks. I think it's, um, might be HBO. I think it might be H, HBO Max, but uh, it's called Hacks, and she's wonderful. Remember Lorraine Newman from Saturday Night Live? Yeah. Her daughter is in this show, and she's great. Casting is great. Uh, but, yeah, it's called Hacks. Very, very entertaining. Seth in New Orleans. Hi, Seth. What's on your mind? Hey, Seth. Bye, Seth. Gary in Utah. Hi, Gary. What's on your mind today? Morning, Dan. Good morning. Just just wanted to, by the way, um, first time, long time, 510, buck 75. Mm-hmm. Wanted to wish you and the Danettes um, good luck tonight. I do have an idea for a walk on song. You guys m- may like it, but it may piss off some of the people in the audience. Okay. Tina Turner's Simply the Best. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Gary. They don't give you a walk up song, but if they did, Fritzy, Fritzy, I think, nailed it. Looks like we made it. A little Barry Manilow to get us going. I like that. I think it works. Nobody else would use that music except for us. James in Virginia joining us. Hi, James. Oh, thank you for my call. Thank you for taking my call, gentlemen. Happy Tuesday, DP, Danette, or should I say, as they say in Jamaica, Wagwan, Madea Man, the show is Irony Man. Which is which means what's up? I'm here. The show is excellent, man. I was just calling in, man, because I was listening to you talk, and I gotta say, man, th- this is what makes the show great, man. What you guys did for me the day before my wedding, going around spreading out the knowledge of, of y'all's relationship, really taking the current back for the audience, inviting us in, making us feel like we're a part of the show, man. That's what makes this show great, man. You guys go beyond, above and beyond every day, man. I love you guys. I shared that segment with so many people. I was so proud. 
to have you guys give me that type of information and to share with everybody, man. So I just want to say, man, I love you guys. Keep rocking and rolling. And, hey, man, salute the commanders. Have a great day. Thank you, James. James uh, getting wedding advice. Everybody had advice on how to sustain a marriage except for Marvin. (laughs) Marvin's been married for nine years. And I'm still married. Still married. For now. Yeah. Marvin had absolutely nothing to say <laughs> about why his marriage has lasted nine years. You couldn't fake it. I, I, I was just Your cu- wife fakes it all the time. I was, oh, <laughs> wow. Whoa, you know, that's, a, that's incredibly hurtful. Accurate, <laughs> but hurtful. <Jeez>. You had <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing to offer on how to sustain a marriage. I... My brain left my body. Oh, I, I could tell. I even went back to you. I go, Marv, you got to have something. I think a couple of days later, I came up with something. <laughs> a couple of days later, Marv comes in. He goes, and he blurts out something. I go, what's that about? And he goes, no, about sustaining a marriage. I go, oh, it's way too late, dude. Yeah, way too late. You got that from your wife. You go, oh, you got to listen to each other. Wait, what was the nonsense you said? Nonsense. I don't know if it was nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> You can't invalidate the other person's oh, feelings. Oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. That's just, not yours. Yeah. You read that in a magazine or something. It was, I mean, come on. Don't put my business Let's out there. Let's take a break. Last call for phone calls. We're back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? 
This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm not a big Doors fan. And I don't remember much about them when they first broke. But, you know, you would, you would hear the songs, you know, Light My Fire. There would always be these songs. But it was more about Jim Morrison. I've said it before. I read the uh, biography on him. I thought it was fascinating. But I just... I'm not a big Doors fan. I don't know why. You know, the, I, you, you start to compare bands with other bands that you really like, and then you go, they're not as good as the Stones or Zeppelin. I mean, it's not fair to them to compare the Doors to Stones or Who or Zeppelin, but I did. Even when somebody says, well, what about Metallica? Why don't you like Metallica? I don't know. They always feel like they're a Zeppelin wannabe. And it's not fair to Metallica. They're very talented. They're just not. That's if I want, you know, hard rock and roll, then I would take Led Zeppelin or Stones or the Who. Yeah, Paul. Sometimes I wonder if a band gets more famous because their lead singer or main person dies. Like were the Doors really, really popular before Jim Morrison died? Nirvana was very popular before Kurt Cobain died. He's more legendary now and like a mythical figure, but they were the biggest band for a while. I don't know if the Doors were the, ever the biggest band. But, but would Hendrix still be big? Like Hendrix was still alive. How, how big would his career be? Elvis's career. You know, Sinatra had, had pockets where, you know, he, he had a movie that brought back his career. And like Elvis was huge for a while. And then, he, what did he die in his 40s, I guess? Could he have, I mean, how much is sustainable? You know, that, that, that's what I'm always curious about with these rock stars or musicians where they die young. Yes, Seton. It's like one of those 
I don't know if it's double-edged sword or whatever, where you can't have one without the other for some, t- you know, sometimes with bands. You can't have all of that. You know, I don't know that Jim Morrison could have been just a nice, mild-mannered poet. So. You know what I mean? He kind of had to have had all that fire, too. Uh, Jeremy in Wisconsin. Hi, Jeremy. What's on your mind? Hey there, Mr. Patrick. Hi, Jeremy. So, first and foremost, all the best to you, the Danettes, and everyone with the show tonight. Thank you. We love you. We love the show. Happy uh, that you're feeling better. And, uh, in fact, just to add to that, I came to Satellite Radio because of you. I always wanted to follow you, and when you left ESPN, I was lost for a while there, but um, you're the reason I got Satellite Radio. Well, thank you, Jeremy. Uh, but tonight, or for tonight, I have an Emmy-inspired lamerick oh, for you. not a limerick, a lamerick. Okay, here's Jeremy in Wisconsin. So hopefully this is Polly approved, because he's my toughest critic. <laughs> Tonight we win, not lose. The DP show they choose. If not, duck it, but not duck, Dan. The Emmys can suck it. Either way, we booze. All right. Thank you, Jeremy. I I, I don't want to say negative things about the Emmys. Uh, You know, they're a wonderful organization. And they don't vote, by the way. It's it's the people in the media who vote. Those are the people we're looking for to call That's out. That's who we call out. Rob in Connecticut. Hi, Rob. How you doing, Paul? I'm uh, Paul. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm Paul's <laughs> neighbor. I wish you guys the best of luck tonight. <laughs> um, and I'm actually going to game four, and I wanted to see if you guys would be interested. If in exchange for a ride home on the party bus, I can work as uh, faux security and a tour guide of some of the finer establishments that stretch from Manhattan to Milford. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you, Rob. We we appreciate that. But I have a responsibility to get the Danettes from point A to point B and then from point B back to point A. I don't know what kind of condition they're going to be when they get back from point B to point A, but I need to get them back. Uh, I'm going to have a couple of guys sleeping here, I'm going to guess, in the man cave. Todd? I think I'm going to crash here tonight. That's my plan. Okay. I don't think you're going to be banged up. <laughs> no, but if we're going to get back like 12, whatever, later, I'm looking at that couch back there as a place to crash. This day in sports history, Paulie. Uh, I got two. 1990, Andre Dawson of the Cubs was intentionally walked five times in one game. Yeah. That's got to be a record. Even I don't know if uh, Barry Bonds, Bonds has ever, that. Yeah. 1935, the Cincinnati Reds, Dan, your Reds, played the Phillies in the first Major League Baseball game at night. And the guy who hit the floodlights to start the game, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Mm. It's pretty cool. FDR. Uh, yes, he, you have something? I was going to say, actually, that Todd <laughs> usually m- looks most uncomfortable on nights that he's not banged up but doesn't sleep at home. He usually gets a bad night of sleep, and that usually affects him the following morning. Mm. Bad nights of sleep. Because then I'm like all hyper, and then like I'm laying like right near where I normally sit for the show. So like by 4.35 in the morning, I'm like... I guess I'm not going to sleep. I'll just get my laptop out and start working. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. <laughs> Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. We're there for you, this audience. Hopefully we bring some hardware back later on tonight. Let's go. Win or lose. We celebrate. Dan Patrick Show. 
One more item as we close out the show. Love Sacks, Stealth Tech, and Sactionals. It's the world's most adaptable couch. There's nothing like it. You're going to sit on a normal couch and go, boy, that's all there is. Might be a comfortable couch, but Love Sack is that. Plus, it's got the immersive sound in there, surround sound. It's a system that'll blow you away. It's a brilliant design. They got uh, fabric-specific, layout-specific tuning, which optimizes audio based on the Sactionals fabric type that you have the configuration, amazing quality, and you got to ask about Stealth Tech. That includes the 5.1 Dolby Digital Surround Sound by Harman Kardon, convenient wireless charging, put your phone there on the armrest, watch the game, and get ready for an unparalleled immersive audio experience. Control your listening experience through the LoveSack Stealth Tech app. The world's most adaptable couch now features LoveSack Stealth Tech. Learn more about LoveSack and Stealth Tech on lovesac.com. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.